Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kehud Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Wednesday, October 12th. It is hard to believe that we are almost complete with reading through the entire Bible in one year. It has been an incredible journey, has it not? We begin a brand new cycle of reading through the entire Bible in one year starting Sunday, October 16th. For your convenience, we have posted the reading schedule for 2022-23 on the dailyaudiotorah.com website. Just go to the homepage, scroll down, and you will see the calendar of readings as a free PDF to download. Thank you for journeying with me through the entire Bible in one year, focusing on the biblical calendar, the Sabbath, the feast, and the Torah reading cycle. We have many voices, interpretations, and points of view out there, but there is nothing like listening to the crystal clean, pure Word of God in your life. It is living water for your spirit as it is written in Romans 10:17 so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god when we listen to the spoken word of god it is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart the word of god is alive it is powerful and it renews our mind and builds up our spirit. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Sukkot. Ezekiel 38, 1-18 The word of Hashem came to me, O mortal, Turn your face toward Gog of the land of Magog, the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal. Prophesy against him and say, Thus said Hashem, Lo, I am coming to deal with you, O Gog, chief prince of Meshach and Tubal. I will turn you around and put hooks in your jaws and lead you out with all your army, horses, and horsemen, all of them clothed in splendor, a vast assembly, all of them with bucklers and shields, wielding swords. Among them shall be Persia, 
Nubia, and Poot, everyone with shield and helmet, Gomer and all its cohorts, Beth Togarma in the remotest parts of the north, and all its cohorts, the many peoples with you. Be ready, prepare yourselves, you and all the battalions mustered about you, and hold yourself in reserve for them. After a long time, you shall be summoned. In the distant future, you shall march against the land of a people restored from the sword, gathered from the midst of many peoples, against the mountains of Israel, which have long lain desolate, a people liberated from the nations, and now all dwelling secure. You shall advance, coming like a storm. You shall be like a cloud covering the earth, you and all your cohorts and the many peoples with you. Thus said Hashem, On that day a thought will occur to you, and you will conceive a wicked design. You will say, I will invade a land of open towns. I will fall upon a tranquil people living secure, all of them living in unwalled towns and lacking bars and gates, in order to take spoil and seize plunder, to turn your hand against the repopulated wastes and against a people gathered from among the nations, acquiring livestock and possessions, living at the center of the earth. Sheba and Dedan and all the merchants and all the magnates of Tarshish will say to you, Have you come to take spoil? Is it to seize plunder that you assembled your hordes, to carry off silver and gold, to make off with livestock and goods, to gather an immense booty? Therefore prophesy, O mortal, and say to Gog, Thus said Hashem, Surely on that day, when my people Israel are living secure, you will take note, and you will come from your home in the farthest north, you and many peoples with you, all of them mounted on horses, a vast horde, a mighty army, and you will advance upon my people Israel like a cloud covering the earth. This shall happen on that distant day. I will bring you to my land, that the nations may know me, when, before their eyes, I manifest my holiness through you, O Gog. Thus said Hashem, Why, you are the one I spoke of in ancient days through my servants, the Nevi'im of Israel, who prophesied for years in those days that I would bring you against them. On that day, when Gog sets foot on the soil of Israel, declares Hashem, my raging anger will flare up. Jeremiah 19, 1-21-14 Thus said Hashem, Go buy a jug of potter's ware, and take some of the elders of the people and the Kohanim, and go out to the valley of Ben-Hinnom at the entrance of the Harseth gate, and proclaim there the words which I will speak to you. Say, Hear the word of Hashem, O kings of Yehudah and inhabitants of Jerusalem. Thus said the Lord of hosts, Yahweh Savayot, the God of Israel, I am going to bring such disaster upon this place that the ears of all who hear about it will tingle. 
for they and their fathers. And the kings of Judah have forsaken me and have made this place alien to me. They have sacrificed in it to other gods, whom they have not experienced. And they have filled this place with the blood of the innocent. They have built shrines to Baal, to put their children to the fire as burnt offerings to Baal, which I never commanded, never decreed, and which never came to my mind. Assuredly, a time is coming, declares Hashem, when this place shall no longer be called Topheth or Valley of Ben-Henam, but Valley of Slaughter. And I will frustrate the plans of Yehuda and Jerusalem in this place. I will cause them to fall by the sword before their enemies, by the hand of those who seek their lives. And I will give their carcasses as food to the birds of the sky and the beasts of the earth. And I will make this city an object of horror and hissing. Everyone who passes by it will be appalled and will hiss over all its wounds. And I will cause them to eat the flesh of their sons and the flesh of their daughters, and they shall devour one another's flesh because of the desperate straits to which they will be reduced by their enemies who seek their life. Then you shall smash the jug in the sight of the men who go with you and say to them, Thus said the Lord of hosts, So will I smash this people and this city, as one smashes a potter's vessel, which can never be mended, and they shall bury in Topheth until no room is left for burying. That is what I will do to this place and its inhabitants, declares Hashem. I will make this city like Topheth. The houses of Jerusalem and the houses of the kings of Judah shall be unclean, like that place, Topheth. All the houses on the roofs of which offerings were made to the whole host of heaven and libations were poured out to other gods. When Jeremiah returned from Topheth, where Hashem had sent him to prophesy, he stood in the court of the house of Hashem and said to all the people, Thus said the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, I am going to bring upon this city and upon all its villages all the disaster which I have decreed against it, for they have stiffened their necks and refused to heed my words. Pashur, son of Immer, the Kohen, who was chief officer of the house of Hashem, heard Jeremiah prophesy these things. Pashur thereupon had Jeremiah flogged and put in the cell at the upper Benjamin gate in the house of Hashem. The next day Pashur released Jeremiah from the cell. But Jeremiah said to him, Hashem has named you not Pasher, but Megor Misabib. For thus said Hashem, I am going to deliver you and all your friends over to terror. They will fall by the sword of their enemies while you look on. I will deliver all Judah into the hands of the king of Babylon. He will exile them to Babylon or put them to the sword. And I will deliver all the wealth, all the riches, and all the prized possessions of this city. And I will also deliver all the treasures of the kings of Yehuda into the hands of their enemies. They shall seize them as plunder and carry them off to Babylon. As for you, Pasher, and all who live in your house, you shall go into captivity. You shall come to Babylon. There you shall die, and there you shall be buried and so shall all your friends to whom you prophesied falsely. 
You enticed me, Hashem, and I was enticed. You overpowered me, and you prevailed. I have become a constant laughingstock. Everyone jeers at me. For every time I speak, I must cry out, must shout, lawlessness and rapine. For the word of Hashem causes me constant disgrace and contempt. I thought, I will not mention him. No more will I speak in his name. But his word was like a raging fire in my heart, shut up in my bones. I could not hold it in. I was helpless. I heard the whispers of the crowd, terror all around. Inform, let us inform against him. All my supposed friends are waiting for me to stumble. Perhaps he can be entrapped, and we can prevail against him and take our vengeance on him. But Hashem is with me like a mighty warrior. Therefore my persecutors shall stumble. They shall not prevail and shall not succeed. They shall be utterly shamed with the humiliation for all time, which shall not be forgotten. O Yahweh Saviot, O Lord of hosts, you who test the righteous, who examine the heart and the mind, let me see your retribution upon them, for I lay my case before you. Sing unto Hashem, praise Hashem, for he has rescued the needy from the hands of evildoers. Accursed be the day that I was born. Let not the day be blessed when my mother bore me. Accursed be the man who brought my father the news and said, A boy is born to you, and gave him such joy. Let that man become like the cities which Hashem overthrew without relenting. Let him hear shrieks in the morning and battle cries at noontide. Because he did not kill me before birth, so that my mother might be my grave, and her womb big with me for all time. Why did I ever issue from the womb to see misery and woe, to spend all my days in shame? The word which came to Jeremiah from Hashem when King Zedekiah sent him to Pasher, son of Malchiah, and the Kohen Zephaniah, son of Messiah, to say, Please inquire of Hashem on our behalf. For King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon is attacking us. Perhaps Hashem will act for our sake in accordance with all his wonders, so that Nebuchadnezzar will withdraw from us. Jeremiah answered them, Thus shall you say to Zedekiah, Thus said Hashem, the God of Israel, I am going to turn around the weapons in your hands with which you are battling outside the wall against those who are besieging you, the king of Babylon and the Chaldeans, and I will take them into the middle into the midst of this city. And I myself will battle against you with an outstretched arm, with anger and rage and great wrath. I will strike the inhabitants of this city, man and beast. They shall die by a terrible pestilence. And then, declares Hashem, I will deliver King Zedekiah of Yehuda and his courtiers and the people those in this city who survived the pestilence, the sword, and the famine, into the hands of King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, into the hands of their enemies, into the hands of those who seek their lives. He will put them to the sword without pity, without compassion, and without mercy. 
And to this people you shall say, Thus said Hashem, I set before you the way of life and the way of death. Whoever remains in this city shall die by the sword, by famine, and by pestilence. But whoever leaves and goes over to the Chaldeans who are besieging you shall live. He shall at least gain his life. For I have set my face against this city for evil and not for good, declares Hashem. It shall be delivered into the hands of the king of Babylon, who will destroy it by fire. To the house of the king of Judah hear the word of Hashem. O house of David, thus said Hashem, render just verdicts morning by morning. Rescue him who is robbed from him who defrauded him. Else my wrath will break forth like fire, and burn with none to quench it, because of your wicked acts. I will deal with you, O inhabitants of the valley, O rock of the plain, declares Hashem. You who say, Who can come down against us? Who can get into our lairs? I will punish you according to your deeds, declares Hashem. I will set fire to its forest. It shall consume all that is around it. First Thessalonians 5, 4-28 But you, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. You are all children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us, who are of the day, be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet the hope of salvation. For God has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Yeshua, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Therefore, comfort yourselves together, and edify one another, even as also you do. And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you, and are over you in the Lord, and admonish you, and esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake, and be at peace among yourselves. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak. Be patient toward all men. See that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Yeshua concerning you. Quench not the Spirit. Despise not prophesyings, prove all things, hold fast that which is good, abstain from all appearance of evil, and the very God of peace sanctify you wholly, and I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Yeshua. Faithful is he that calls you, who also will do it. Brethren, pray for us. Greet all the brethren with a holy kiss. I charge you by the Lord that this epistle be read unto all the holy brethren. The grace of our Lord Yeshua be with you. Amen. Psalm 
82, 1-8 God stands in the congregation of the mighty. He judges among the gods. How long will you judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked? Selah. Defend the poor and fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. Deliver the poor and needy. Rid them out of the hand of the wicked. They know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. I have said, You are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. But you shall die like men, and fall like one of the princes. Arise, O God, judge the earth, for you shall inherit all nations. Proverbs 25, 8-10 Go not forth hastily to strive, lest you know not what to do in the end thereof, when your neighbor has put you to shame. Debate your cause with your neighbor himself, and discover not a secret to another, lest he that hears it put you to shame, and your infamy turn not away. What's really quite incredible and fascinating and amazing is that sometimes as we read through the Torah portion, it sounds like we're reading headlines ripped out of the newspaper. And somehow God aligns events that are happening currently on the ground with what the scriptures say for the Torah portion for that very week. And in this case, we just read from Ezekiel chapter 38, verses 1 to 18, about the Gog-Magog war. And there are events happening on the ground that are moving us and trending us in that very direction. So I'm going to speak to you today from Ezekiel chapter 38, verses 1 to 18. And I want to zoom in on verses 11 and 12. You will say, I will invade a land of open towns. I will fall upon a tranquil people living secure, all of them living in unwalled towns and lacking bars and gates, in order to take spoil and seize plunder, to turn your hand against repopulated wastes and against a gather, a people gathered from among the nations, acquiring livestock and possessions living at the center of the earth. So one of the big questions that people often ask is, well, so who is Gog Magog? What is this coalition? And that's debatable. There's different points of view and interpretations out there. But specifically, Persia is mentioned in verse 5. Among them shall be Persia, Nubia, and Put, everyone with shield and helmet. We know Persia is Iran. Okay. And um, Gog of the land of Magog, the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal, prophesy against him. Um, there's different points of view on that. It could be Turkey. It could be, um, well, Germany. It could be Russia. And I, I tend to lead in that direction that it is Russia. And why do I say that? Well, we have current events on the ground that are being set up and orchestrated by God um, that would make Russia and Putin a very likely candidate. What makes me say that? Well, we see that God is going to set his a hook in the jaw of Gog and Magog and put a thought in his mind 
Verse 10, thus said Hashem on a day, on that day, a thought will occur to you and you will conceive a wicked plan. You will say, I will invade a land of open towns. I will fall upon a tranquil people living secure, all of them living in unwalled towns and lacking bars and gates to take spoil and seize plunder. There's a motivation. There's a trigger to this Gog-Magog war. They want to take plunder. Now, what's going on on the international scene? We have the Nord Stream 1 and Nord Stream 2 pipeline that when it was operational, it was taking natural gas from Russia and piping it straight to Germany. And both Nord Stream 1 and Nord Stream 2 pipelines were sabotaged a couple of weeks ago. There were underwater explosions. It was no accident. And they are heavily encased in concrete, extremely secure. And so it was done intentionally, purposefully, on purpose. And um, so who did this? Well, it was definitely sabotage. And when you look at who had the means who had the method and who had the opportunity, the motivation to do this. Certainly, Russia would not do this to themselves. They would be shooting themselves in the foot. They are able to sell their natural gas to Germany and keep their energy going for the whole continent. They would not destroy their own pipeline. Now, they did turn the gas off to Germany in response to the sanctions being applied against them from Europe, from the EU. And Germany is now in a world of hurt and is in the process of being de-industrialized. Energy prices are so high now, a thousand percent more than normal, that large industrial plants are starting to shut down. Uh, plants that forge the steel and that do manufacturing, they're shutting down because they can't afford to pay the energy bill. So, certainly, Russia didn't do this. Now, would Germany do this? Very likely not. They are very uh, dependent upon this natural gas coming from Russia to keep their homes heated and the winter is fast approaching. They would certainly not blow up this pipeline. Well, who does that leave? The United States, or should I say, the deep state globalist shadow government that are pulling the levers and pulleys of this um, government. So what evidence do we have that the U.S. did it? Well, we have Senator Ron Johnson thinking, saying this, and I'm quoting from an article that ran in Newstarget.com on the 28th of September. The headline reads, Nord Stream Pipeline Sabotage Clearly Orchestrated by the Biden Regime, Newland, Biden and Senator Johnson all demanded ending it permanently by any means necessary. That's the headline. So I'm just going to read now a quote from that news article. Senator Ron Johnson, I can't think of a more powerful way to punish Russian aggression than by rolling back what progress has been made and, if at all possible, prevent the Nord Stream 2 from ever being completed. Senator Johnson, taking action that will prevent it from ever becoming operational. Newland, our expectation is that the pipeline will be suspended. 
Johnson, I certainly hoped that the Senate Foreign Relations Committee would take up legislation that would go beyond just suspending it, but ending it permanently. And then, on February the 7th of this year, Joe Biden offered a thinly-veiled threat to annihilate the Nord Stream pipeline in his usual thuggery-smuggery style that we all get to witness when he's pretending to be the tough guy. And I'll just read that um, the transcript of that video. Joe Biden, if Russia invades, then there will no longer be a Nord Stream 2. We will bring an end to it. Reporter. But how will you do that exactly, since the project is in Germany's control? Biden, I promise you, we will be able to do that, followed by a smug smile. Now, one of our Navy vessels was in the vicinity of the Baltic Sea near the Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipelines back in June of this year, and they were there for a period of time. It had all of the deep sea diving uh, personnel and equipment to be able to dive down, set charges, and then that vessel left. And then when the explosions occurred, that same vessel was back in the vicinity, not far from the Nord Stream pipeline. So it looks pretty suspicious that charges were set back in June and then they were set off just a few weeks ago. So now we have Russia responding. If in fact they uncover evidence and they believe that it was, in fact, the U.S. that set those charges and blew up. This is a huge industrial terror incident. The methane gas is being let, leaked out into the sea, killing all kinds of marine life. And the methane gas is also going up into the atmosphere. And, and it's a huge environmental disaster. So this is... Not, not only does it economically hurt Russia and economically greatly hurt Germany, but it's an environmental disaster of epic proportions. So once Russia gets to the bottom of it and they discover evidence and they just figure out if in fact it was the U.S. that did this, believe me, this escalates the war. It's no longer a war between Russia and Ukraine. Now it's actually the two superpowers locking horns directly with each other. And Russia will respond. They will, there will be um, a reaction from Russia. So now we have this. Uh, Russia's Poseidon nuclear submarine that carries torpedoes that are nuclear torpedoes has suddenly disappeared from the Arctic and has gone missing. It has gone missing as of October the 2nd. And I'm looking at an article, What is Russia's Poseidon Nuclear Torpedo Drone and Can It Cause a Nuclear Tsunami? The Pentagon currently has no information on the testing of Russia's Poseidon Nuclear Torpedo Drone that would change the U.S. strategic posture. Now, this submarine that left, it can travel up to 125 miles per hour undersea. So it can drop off little drones on the continental shelf ocean floor. They can bury down under the sand, be hidden, and then later, at the time of their choosing, those drones can be activated by satellite to send off a missile that would strike the coastal cities 
and create a tsunami, but it would be laced with radiation. So it would be a radioactive tsunami. The water would be radioactive. It is a terror weapon, and it's designed to kill or traumatize the inhabitants of American coastal cities. It is an underwater unmanned vehicle that can be launched by the submarine. According to popular mechanics, it can travel up to 6,200 miles at speeds of 56 knots, or about 100 kilometers per hour. It's a weapon of the apocalypse described by Western media, and it's uncertain how heavy the thermonuclear payload is. Estimates have ranged from 2 megatons to 100 megatons. Each megaton is 1,000 kilotons, and for reference, the Fat Man nuclear bomb dropped on Nagasaki at the end of World War II was 21 kilotons, or 2 megatons. So, can the Poseidon super torpedo cause a nuclear tsunami? Former U.S. Assistant Secretary of State Christopher Ford claimed in 2021 that the weapon could cause a nuclear tsunami that would hit the American coastline and that the resulting radiation would leave coastal cities uninhabitable for a long time, up to 200 years. So, Russia is making a counter move. And then we have this to add to the puzzle, and this brings us back to Ezekiel 38. The Nord Stream Pipeline 1 and 2 have been destroyed, and they are probably irreparable. There were three explosions. In fact, the explosions were so large that they measured 1.2 on the Richter scale. Now, down in the Mediterranean, in Israeli waters, we have something called the Karish field. It's a natural gas field, and it's going to start within weeks. And I'm looking at a news headline that was published on September the 8th of 2022. Gas production at the Karish gas field in the Mediterranean Sea located in territorial waters claimed by both Israel and Lebanon, is set to begin within weeks. Israel and Lebanon have for years disputed their maritime borders, with Lebanon expanding that border discrepancy last year. So Israel is getting ready to turn on the valve to this natural gas pipeline, and the pipeline would be going up to Europe. So we have the Nord Stream 2 pipeline destroyed. We have Germany and Europe in desperate need of natural gas so they can stay warm this winter. And we have Israel with the Karish field and that pipeline about to be opened up and have gas flowing within weeks. Now that could be a very powerful motivation for the Gog-Magog coalition. And if in fact it is Russia coupled with Iran and throw in a few other um, Middle Eastern Arab nations in there in the mix, that would be a powerful motivation for Gog, for Russia to come down and take spoil and seize plunder, their own pipeline having been just blown up. So, and the fact that this reading is read during Sukkot is very uh, telling because 
not always, but many times when you read the Torah portion, it's actually being fulfilled when you read it. As you're reading it, it's being fulfilled in some way. So will we see a Gog-Magog war this year at Sukkot? Time will tell. Maybe not this year. Maybe next year or the following year. But at some point in time, will we see a Gog-Magog war with a nation, a coalition of nations from the north? And by the way, Russia is due north of Israel. Moscow is due north of Jerusalem. So they are part of, I do believe Russia is part of this coalition of nations of the north, and it probably will include Iran and Turkey and throw in a few other Middle Eastern Arab nations as well. But we see the circumstances being orchestrated where the motivation is there, the trigger is there of taking spoil. And there it is in our news this week. Now, we can look up because our redemption draws near. We do not need to be afraid. Yahweh is going to protect and preserve his people. And as we read on further into Ezekiel 38 and into 39, we will see that Yahweh himself, the God of Israel, intervenes into this huge war. And he soundly defeats Israel's enemies. But we must cry out to him. We must humble ourselves. We must repent and look up and look to him and depend upon him and not our own arm of strength for his redemption and his deliverance. To be continued tomorrow, shalom. Have a blessed day. Adonai Vish Mareka Yaya Adonai Anavilaka Vikuneka Isa Adonai Anav Eleka Vayaseleka Leka The Aaronic Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.